Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, editor of Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Joining me is Brendan Noonan from our communication team. We're pleased to have with us today attorney Sid Deegan, who is the managing partner of the law firm Deegan Blanchard and Nash in Louisiana. Sid is a longtime litigator with decades of experience and speaks regularly across the country on issues important to the insurance industry. In addition to being a member of the Louisiana, New Orleans, Federal, and American Bar Associations, he is also a member of the Maritime Law Association of the United States and of DRI. Sid, welcome with us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Sid, we wanted to talk with you today about the complex tripartite relationship that exists between attorneys, insurers, and insureds. And we're going to have Brendan Noonan lead off with our first question in a minute. But before we get to that, can you tell us something about what the tripartite relationship is and how it impacts you and your daily work as an attorney? Absolutely. The tripartite relationship is best thought of as a triangle, with the insured being on top and the insurer and its defense counsel being on the bottom two ends. It is a conceptual recognition of the fact that while an attorney hired by an insurance company to defend an insured has an ethical and professional obligation to defend the insured, a relationship still exists with the insurer as well. All three, the insured, the insurer, and defense counsel are connected. With regard to how it impacts my daily work, the tripartite relationship is something that's always on our minds at Deegan Blanchard & Nash. For example, we are a Louisiana-based firm with two offices. We have offices in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, but we handle litigation across the country. We serve as both liability and coverage counsel for some of the largest insurers around, and we do a substantial amount of work in the London market as well. But in real life, that means this is an issue that we have to deal with literally on a daily basis. Uh, Sid, let's explore some of these issues a little more if we can. First, how does this relationship affect communications between defense attorneys and insurance companies? Great question. Defense counsel. Defense counsel are obligated to report to the insurance company and keep it informed of the litigation and how things are progressing, just like they are with the insured. However, Things get tricky when it comes to coverage-related issues or other matters where the interests of the insurer and the insured don't necessarily coincide. Uh, How so? Well, in a liability defense situation, for example, uh, defense counsel are not retained to represent the insured on coverage matters. But facts relating to coverage often come up during the discovery process. How you, as defense counsel, report and handle that information is colored by the presence of the tripartite relationship. What do insurance carriers in particular need to be concerned about when it comes to the tripartite relationship? The tripartite rules aren't necessarily uniform across the country, so the answer to that question can vary. However, overall, though, I'd say preserving and respecting that relationship is something insurers should try to do. 
even though the insurance company is paying the defense bill, defense attorneys have an ethical an ethical obligation to not only protect the insured's interest, but to put the insured's interest first. And this applies in virtually every state. If an insurer does not respect that, there can be some incredibly negative consequences for that insurer. Can you give us an example of that? Absolutely. I think how Louisiana handles the tripartite relationship as compared to other states is a great illustration. I have a bit of a unique perspective since I'm involved in litigation across a variety of jurisdictions in the country. Louisiana is different in a number of ways, which I won't get into right now with our civil law system and the Code Napoleon. However, with the tripartite relationship issue, Louisiana's twist is that it is one of the only direct action states around. As many of you who are listening to this podcast know, Louisiana, Wisconsin, and Puerto Rico are the three jurisdictions that have pure direct action states. What that means is an insurer can be sued directly and named as a defendant in litigation by an injured plaintiff. So are you saying that in Louisiana, the insurer can be sued by the plaintiff, even though the plaintiff has no direct contract with the insurer? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so how does that impact the tripartite relationship and link back to those negative consequences you mentioned? What the direct action sets up is a situation where both the insurer and the insured are defendants in the same lawsuit and are being sued by the same plaintiff. If an insurer does not handle the situation properly and respect the tripartite relationship, that result can actually be a waiver of coverage defenses. That's a pretty strong statement. It is. Louisiana courts are keenly interested in preserving the tripartite relationship in a way that does not compromise the insured's defense. Sid, let's get back to the national stage for a moment. Are there any pending developments or key tripartite cases going on right now that insurers should be aware of? Yes. Ethical issues for defense attorneys, I think, are going to continue being a source of debate under the tripartite relationship. We actually had a case in Louisiana not very long ago in Ray Zuber in which a defense attorney had a problem for failing to keep the insured in the loop on settlement discussions, even though the attorney was regularly reporting to the insurer. An ethics complaint against the attorney was reviewed by the Louisiana Supreme Court, who found the attorney should have advised the insured that because of the tripartite relationship, the attorney would be taking direction from the insurer on the issue of settlement. That kind of a holding presents a significant warning flag to attorneys nationally. Nationally, I'm also beginning to notice a trend of more insureds and more plaintiff's attorneys being educated on tripartite issues. What that means is an insurer has more people now than ever before who are scrutinizing its actions in relation to defense counsel and looking for ways that they can use it to their advantage in litigation. 
Thank you, Sid. Do you have any final comments before we close things out today? Well, I think insurers should keep in mind that the tripartite relationship is important in the modern practice of law. But despite its fundamental nature, it remains a complex relationship whose boundaries are often misunderstood and, frankly, sometimes ignored completely. If you aren't careful with it, there can be serious repercussions for insurers. Sid, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. That was Sid Deegan of Deegan, Blanchard & Nash talking about the tripartite relationship and how it can impact claims and litigation. Special thanks to Brendan Noonan from our communications team and to our producer, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast at ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, joined by Brennan Noonan, and now this message. Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non-insurance companies, third-party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our comprehensive reference guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AMBEST listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees year-long visibility for your firm. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there's no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com. 